Hey everyone. So I'm going to talk about two of the things that we talk about all the time, or actually one of the things that we talk about all the time, that really is the engine and is our connection to our power and to our fuel. And that is, without doubt and undoubtedly, our hearts. It seems so simple. It really is the brain in our whole being, our hearts. Our hearts make us do crazy things, right? Make us go halfway across the world to save animals, people, whatever. Climb the Himalayas. The most incredible feats are done when our heart, our heart is connected to our brain. The heart is a thing that's damaged in trauma. And it seems so blasé, like everybody talks about it, like a broken heart, a damaged heart, a heart attack. But it really is the transistor to the whole fucking universe. It's the antenna. And I believe it's the thing that keeps us in sync. When we're truly in sync, when we're truly in the flow, we're connected to our heart. So with that understanding, and actually with the understanding of what you go through in ceremony, you will see that ultimately they're healing your heart. Your heart has been damaged if there's trauma. Because again, it's not the trauma. It's that we get severed from source. And source is love. It fuels everything, right? Why we have children, right? When we have children, it's love, excuse me. You can't really hurt a heart that's like really connected. And it's only with a heart that you can forgive. This is the second part of this is forgiveness. So I never truly believed believed in forgiveness because I couldn't see it. And also my heart was extraordinarily damaged. And I recognize now after many of these medicine retreats, four of them, that what the evil took or what the evil didn't want me to see was that in order for me to live, in other words, I'd been sold to be sexually abused by a pimp And in that realm of seeing other children being abused and being abused myself and the horror of that whole underworld, and it existed in London. There was tons of these horrific underground pedophiles. I don't know why it's like, but anyway, what happened in that moment 
the moment I was severed from the everything, what that evil does or what that trauma does is in order for you to survive, you must shut down. And what is shut down is your heart. And it's like you go into a coma. It's like somebody shuts, you know, like the doors in a Bond movie. They're just the the steel doors just come down and slam you, slam shut. So you can never be in the world again. To be truly in the sink and the flow of everything, you need to have an open heart. You need to be able to trust. You need to be able to connect. Having endured that trauma of being sold to a pimp who then, you know, was farming out children left, right and centre and the horrors that I saw was just unbelievable. And I myself was abused and in that underworld, the only way that I could survive was by shutting down my heart and in a way becoming like the evil and sort of bonding with evil because I had to survive. And the only way to survive was to feel nothing was to numb, right? That moment, in the event that a trauma happens to you, your response is to shut down. An animal, when it's attacked, it either, you know, it's either fight or flight, it freezes. In a moment of overwhelm, you freeze. What's frozen is your heart. And when your heart is frozen, your umbilical cord to the everything is snapped off. Your transistor is broken. Your compass is crushed. Right? It's, I always talked about it like a, a tank rolling over a very fine teacup. It just shatters into pieces. That shattering of you, that fragmentation of you, is a broken heart. It's a heart that's been wiped out. And your heart, really your open heart, is your connection to the everything, to the divinity, to the source, to everything. When your heart is open and abundant and you're in connection with that, you're in connection with others, that's how we connect. So in my learning or in my lessons certainly over the last seven years I was somebody in another life I was an Indian in another life that was ambushed right came back to take away my power and we were all different things in different lives there's no one thing or the other you can you know we've lived 300 million lives but my lesson was in that ambush and then in the sort of the reincarnation in this life as a child in order to take my power, they would have to shut down my heart. In order for me to bond with them, they would have to shut down my heart and become a traitor to my own people. So in the sequence of opening, when you're in the ceremonies and you're being opened up, 
you're being unraveled. What was interesting for me was I'd gotten to the fact that my parents had sold me and I sat there and raged and was furious and angry and just just wanted to have nothing to do with them. Like, how could a parent do that to me? Well, in that state of anger, which is, by the way, very important, right? You have to get past the repressed feelings that you've kept that you didn't even know you've had. And that was, God knows, I, I don't know how many, I think I spent two years saying cunt or more. That rage had to be expelled. And once the rage was expelled and there was again a sort of another calming, for me it was a dissolution. I saw it, I just want them to not exist in my life, right? But I had to get through that wall of resistances to see the real culprit, right? And the real culprit was the pimp that tricked them and then tricked me and then had me in these underground lairs with hundreds of children being abused and horrific, and in which I was in an untenable situation because if I didn't perform, my parents wouldn't eat. All right? So there was nowhere to go in this situation. And then I ended up bonding with this darkness and then giving away, you know, betraying my own family in a way. I'm talking about my, my Indian family. So what the trick is and what this evil is and what trauma is, the trick of this darkness, and I see it as a virus, not from here, from some other planet or whatever, is it shuts down your heart and when it shuts down your heart, right, you're, you're, you're lost, right? That it shuts down your heart. It shuts down your script. It shuts down what you were going to blossom into. Because I think part of the piece of us is that we come, and I speak about this like an egg, we come as energy, we come as consciousness, as a script that's developed in consciousness and then we come as heart that's really the mix I'd missed out the heart bit my script was shut down because my heart was shut down I couldn't become who I was going to become and again it's the same cycle for everyone you show up, your script is a rose, you become a rose, you flourish into the rose, and then you, you die, right? It's the same cyclical thing for everyone. We come, we go, we come, we go, we come, we go, right? And in sync with the everything is your heart is open. Your heart is connected to the everything. There's this huge openness, right? And then when you arrive, the gardeners are there to you know, blossom you with love. You know, you love a child into existence. You love it. It 
then flourishes into its script. It already is. It has its script. There's nothing to change or whatever. You, there are no sinners. It's just it's divinity. Every child is a little piece of divinity that requires a gardener. And what the gardener does is simply love it into its existence. It doesn't try to make it into someone else or force it into, you know, some kind of weird something else. It just loves it for what it is because it's already a piece of divinity. And then that piece of divinity flourishes in that exposure to all this light and love and becomes whatever, a violinist or a dog walk. It doesn't matter. What matters is that that little piece of divinity is connected to its script and its heart. And then in the energy that it comes with, so it's energy, script, heart, it then flourishes into whatever it is. It's not told it's wrong. It's not told that it needs to be something else. It knows it's safe. It knows it can flourish into its, all of its divinity because the gardener has given it the fuel of love. You know, they're gifts from divinity. Our children are gifts. My son, they're gifts from divinity. I didn't have to do anything with my children. You just have to water them accept them for who they are, accept that they're a gift from divinity. They don't belong to us, right? And that with your love, they will flourish into whatever it is they need to be. I don't need to smother them or cramp them or refuse them or anything them other than love them. Follow the leaves, follow which way it's path and just keep, you know, spreading love on that path. So it always knows it's safe. And at some point, it just becomes divinity all by itself. Right? When I look at them, I think, well, oh my God, I don't even know who this person is. It's so absolutely different to me, but it's its own thing. It's its own magnificent creation of divinity. It is now blossomed into its own script. All you're there to do is to love it and keep it safe, right? I mean, to make sure that it's safe in how it grows. That is really the ultimate state of grace, right? Of course, stuff is going to happen in life. You have to deal with trials and tribulations. But when your heart is open and you're sincere and honest and the truth of who you are, those trials and tribulations are easier to surmount, right? Because you're all here. You're all who you are. In the world, there are so many people cutting themselves, hurting themselves, living in anguish, addiction. These are all people with no love and trauma. Right? No love. So the lesson for me is this trick or this darkness, this evil, its, mo its, its mission was to ensure that I was shut down. My power was taken because my heart was shut down. And a shut down heart and then, you know, living 
bonded with this darkness, having to accept the horror that I've seen, having to accept, I mean, this was in real life, right? I had to live in that place of seeing all this darkness and accept it and accommodate. It was the accommodation and the refusal of my heart. That was the last piece. You know, if you're looking at like a, you know, peeling an onion, all the outside was, you know, your narrative, your story, then the actual events, and then you're seeing your parents, and then I thought that was the end, but no, there was one piece missing, and that was the evil itself, which was the pimp to whom I was sold, and who also tricked them. So in the dawning, or in this final piece of healing, it's about forgiveness, right? I was shown very clearly in the medicine. My parents were just, you know, poor people. And they were tricked. And the trickster was this pimp, who was really the evil, right? So that sort of hardened heart towards them has softened because in the end, my forgiveness of them is really giving my, getting my heart and my love back right for myself and returning to my own power. And even forgiving the evil because the evil only has power as long as you're shut down. Your power lies in this very, very inf big infinite landscape, which is love. In the end, once that's recovered, you can't, you can't hurt it, right? Once you understand it, once you understand how this whole mechanism works, that it is all love when we're healed. And in that love, you're in sync with the whole universe. One of the first ceremonies, the very first ceremony with the medicine was you were one with everything. I was this bird, very happily singing, completely connected. I didn't think about anything. And again, I, I refer to being down there recently and just sitting and watching the world just doing its thing, you know. Birds are singing, cloud formations are changing. You know, there's nothing to do down there in the jungle. You're literally in your little hut, you know, waiting for the next ceremony and not eating a lot and, you know, on jungle time and really being bathed in all this, these plants because they're all around you. And in this slowing down and being just present to where you are, the world is just doing its thing, right? It's all connected, right? How come the bird is hopping over here? Why is that bird making that sound? Why are the leaves suddenly going this? It's just this, this incredible mystery of synchronicity and connection, and that's what love is. It's the connection to the everything. And when that is shut down, it's literally like the breaker switch of your life is turned off. That's what it felt like early on, just my breaker switch was just, I just went into a coma. 
in my own metaphor, it's just like I just drowned. Like I was at the bottom of the ocean, dead, in a coma, looking up. I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. Right? One of the things that the plants come with when you're doing the medicine is enormous amounts of unconditional divine love. That's how you're healed. I mean, they literally said, we're going to show up as your parents now to reparent you back into existence. And they did. And in that reparenting was just enormous amounts of love. If I ever sat in my apartment, they came. You know, for seven years, I could just sit on my cushion and right there were thousands of Indians and this connection to the medicine that was is love. It's like you're kicked out of this kingdom or this, this place of love where you're held and embraced and made safe. My journey back to health, and by the way, this then becomes all sorts of diseases in your body, this poison in your system. My journey back was through love. The only way I could face all of this was because I was cushioned by the medicine in love. I had experienced love. Why I had bonded with the medicines because I experienced so much love from the medicine. And it's a spirit again. It's not, you know. And this feeling, and this was why it felt like home. What was home was love. Was this infinite divine love. Like I'd never, I'd never felt it before. I'd never, I didn't know what that looked like. I, in my childhood, I had invented it. I kept inventing it in people. It never really existed in anyone I knew. Other than this little boy which is purely platonic, I also felt it from him. Like I knew it, like it was in my system, but I couldn't find it anywhere because my heart was severed. Your breaker switch is turned off. You just see a little child, how innocent and vulnerable it is when a guy's coming to hit this little thing. That little child is just a little piece of divinity, right? It doesn't know. It's just a little piece of divinity and development. It just needs to be watered and loved, right? Made safe. You already come with your script. You already come with the potential of being ignited by love. That's the script is, is ignited by love, right? When you touch down here and you're surrounded by love, that, that's what makes you grow. That's what heals you. That's what healed me, was this immense love from the spirit. Immense love. But that love is fierce. And going through this history, which I had no idea about, and facing it all, I couldn't face it without the love of the medicine. This is a, this is a fierce mother. She's going to love you, but she's going to say, listen, you know, you're going to have to go through this. We're here with you. I'm here with you. Trust us, right? But you have to see what happened. And 
don't be like, you know, there's no, there's no woo-woo, la-la, oh, everything's fine. You're going to fucking hate the people that hurt you. You're going you're gonna to have to go through these emotions of repressed anger and rage. And they could last a minute or they could last 20 years. I don't know. But they have to be expelled because everything is a test by the medicine. It's going to put you into all these situations which you have refused because your heart has been shut down. And you're going to relive them. Actually be in that moment when that thing happened in the medicine. And you're going to feel what you truly feel. And that's what the medicine wants. You need to expel everything that you refused. But once it's expelled, it never it doesn't have the spark. So once you go through the rage, the rage loses its spark, right? It diminishes. The more you see of the truth, you can't be mad forever, right? But you're going to be mad, and rightly so, for whatever the fuck happened, right? With me, the next piece was I had to see what was hiding beneath all of this, hiding behind identity and narrative and falsehood and cover-up and, you know, seeing the parents actually did this, the real, it's, it's almost like, you know, in the yellow brick road and there's a guy behind the little machine at the end that nobody knew who's running the whole show. There was someone running the whole show and that was the thing that was then finally exposed in these final ceremonies. Behind all of it was evil was the actual pimp that I had bonded with, was the actual events of being in these rooms and seeing these children terrified what was going to happen to me and becoming his little wife. It was just horrific. All these strategies of survival in this horrific darkness. Of course I was shut. And if I didn't perform, my parents wouldn't eat. I had to keep all of this a secret. Right. So, in the end, the trick of the dark was the terror. In that terror, you have to shut down to survive. And in that shutdown is the refusal of your whole life force. You've abandoned yourself. You've abandoned yourself and, in my case, allied with the dark because that was strong. I remember even my household, they said, oh, you're weak, Maria. You're weak because you have a heart, because you feel. I had a friend who died when she was like eight or nine and they just said, don't cry. Like, don't have emotions. Don't feel. It's the weakest thing. It's not, right? Your heart open is your most powerful instrument it's like your high-tech connection, your, your, your speed dial, your fios to the universe when your heart is open. It's direct connection to the everything. And that's what they wanted. Shut down that. Shut down that highway. Shut down that connection. Then they own you. And 
What was very clever was that as long as I was raging against my parents, my heart would stay shut down and then they would win, right? It would be a winning game. The minute the actual evil was exposed and I was shown very clearly in a ceremony that it was not my parents, they were just, again, poor trying to make a buck. It was a trickery of this evil and this evil in the form of deceit, in the form of corruption, in the form of abuse of children, in the form of power broker. It's everything. It's everything that we see that has power and is abusing. And there's a wonderful Spanish song which by um, oh, her name, Sosa. Yeah, Sosa, her name is. Very famous Bolivian singer, I think it's Bolivian. And she says, you know, these huge, these huge boots that tread on the innocent. I love that line. These huge boots that tread on the innocent. And that's evil. My parents were just, I mean, they had their thing. I mean, he was pretty crazy, but, and they were really no one, right? But they, you know, they were looking like all, or everybody who's trying to make a buck. I don't condone it, but I don't say I was a good, it's not. But I'm just saying that wasn't the real problem. But as long as I was focusing on them and raging on what they did in their desperation, I couldn't see the truth. And the truth was this evil. And this evil, again, is a virus. It's not doesn't come from our own humanity it comes from somewhere else and it's instilled in fact I was actually shown which is even crazier that this pimp who was pure evil um, re this virus showed up again in a, a boyfriend I had about five years ago which was and it was him. It was a, the virus had sort of converted itself into this person who showed up to have a relationship with me again. That's completely nuts. But it was so weird because the way I met him was at a networking meeting and suddenly he was just, it was, I knew this person. Yeah, it was the pimp. But it was young and it was whatever. So evil is very clever and your strength and your power and your healing comes from the healing of your heart. In ceremony two, I had, there were these walls, literally steel doors, several of them, one on top of the other, when I was thought about my mother because I was very upset about this having happened to me right, early on. I was a child. And again, in the ceremony, these doors were just opened up like there was huge steel vault doors. They just one, two, three, just opened up. And I just wept. I wept for her, right? For her victimhood. I wept for her victimhood. She too had been prey to the dark. And in that weeping, there was sadness and forgiveness, right? And then I was like, should I, you know, no, they came back again. No, this is, you know, again, the trick is to keep you away from the reality of what's really running the show, 
which is evil. So it hides. It's very clever. It hides. It's, it's, it's like ether. You can't see it until you're in the medicine. And then for me, it started showing up, I think, two years in, three years, these energies started coming out. They're energies of evil, of the dark, which had held me hostage, yeah? So even the shamans, the actual shamans that work with you with the medicine, when they come into the medicine, they cannot give the medicine if they themselves are distraught or emotionally not present or don't have their heart open. They will cancel a ceremony because they're conduits. And as another shaman term too, they, they have to keep their heart pure in order to do the ceremonies. There can be nothing going on with them in those ceremonies. Otherwise, the plants will not use them as conduits, will not come to them, right? So... This keeping your heart open and pure and connected is a massive source of power. Right? Which is why I think most people are controlled because you're controlled by fear. And if you're controlled by fear, what happens? Well, you shut your heart down. And what happens when you shut your heart down? You have no power. Your, power, your heart is a powerhouse of your life. And in trauma, if you are not fed, I mean, this is all about being fueled, right? If you're not fed love, and instead your energetic field is disfigured by terror and by abuse and by trauma, well, then you're lost. There is no compass back. And the clever thing about it happening in childhood is that in that very early state of consciousness this is all you see in front of you you don't see that actually there's a bigger thing going on right that there's actually this whole universe that's you know bubbling that has all this incredible divinity in it you just see this thing that's happening to you and you're bonding in that darkness you can't see that you're actually connected to all this divinity and that's why I keep reiterating that it's not the event, horrific as it may seem. I mean, believe you me, being in an underground world of children being abused was horrific. It wasn't that that was the bad thing. That, that was horrific. The real thing was I was severed from source. And I was severed from source because my heart had to be shut down. Right? So I was numb. That means I couldn't participate in the world. I couldn't connect with anyone. I was literally living behind an iron curtain, a wall of glass. I always saw myself like I was looking in at the world, but I wasn't participating in the world because my heart was shut down. When your heart shut down, well, what do you have? No trust, you're not present, you're terrified, you're accommodating a zillion things, right? And in a recent thing, a moment, someone who I was very close to, who's married, etc., had been on some bachelor party in Colombia and was 
whatever. And I had this dream where I actually saw him. I didn't know what he was doing. And I thought he was with his wife. And it turned around, he was with this woman who I didn't know. I'm like, oh my God, he's being unfaithful to his wife. It was clearly he was in Colombia doing whatever, right? But in this sort of state of understanding, it's like you... It's kind of all of this is unacceptable in the in life in your in your heart, right? To you, it's like it goes against it goes against life, right? It goes against our heart, our integrity, who we are. And by the way, you know, shit, anyone can do whatever they want to do, but for me, it was very painful because I knew his wife, whom he loves very much, and I knew this was also going against himself in fact he called me when he was back and you know wanted to talk to me about it because it was so difficult for him to carry he'd done this in order you know in order to sort of show how macho he was and whatever but in the end it had really hurt him to do this so when we're connected to our hearts we know what's right and wrong we know not even right or wrong it's very biblical it's more like how we're hurting ourselves, how we're hurting other people, right? And again, no shade. Anyone can do whatever they want to do. But now in this sort of newly sort of minted connection, it was painful for me because I knew he was in pain, even though he was doing this thing that he thought was just, you know, being being big macho man, right? Um, and he actually, I didn't even know, he called me, said, we need, you know, I need to talk to you about something. And it was like, he felt really bad. So it's not what we do, it's what pains our heart, right? We bring pain to ourselves, we bring pain to others. So the lesson throughout all of this, and the trick was ultimately the darkness wants to shut you down, wants to terrorize you. Because the darkness knows that when you're fueled by love, nothing can touch you. You're in control of your life. How can you be scared when you're connected to source, when you're connected to the everything through this heart space? And I don't mean in any kind of like woo-woo. No, I'm talking about a fierce. In the same way that this journey, you know, you're going to go through hell if you've lived in hell. You're going to see hell. I saw hell, ugh, you know. And in these ceremonies, you're going to feel so sick and you're going to feel like death because when you're coming up to seeing what you've done, what you've been through, you see the damage it's done to you, the poison you're holding. And in that poison, there's no love. And that's the fuel of everything. And the trick was, for me, was the thing that I couldn't see, which is beyond... The, the, the pimp wanted to keep me just like there, being angry at my family. That was a big distraction. What really needed to be seen was that that's what I was sold to. I was sold to evil. And the real damage had happened there. I mean, being sold is given away is one thing which is already pretty bad but then actually 
living in that seeing, reliving what I had to see and what I, it was horrific, horrific. But again, once you've seen it, you're still here. The love of the plants is still here. Your heart is opened. It can't own you anymore. It can't keep you hostage. Because now you're really connected to the plants. You've, you've been cushioned with this divine love that's been healing you, certainly over the last seven years. And in the end, you know, after your 10 days of post theater and your, you know, a lot of things is happening throughout the whole process from being down in the jungle to being in the post theater, a lot of information as you're being healed is being seen. And you realize actually the healing is in the forgiveness. Your heart can be open. And that opening and that healing of your heart is the whole procedure. From the dark into the light is the opening up of your heart. That's your safety valve. That's your breaker switch. That's your engine. If you live in the refusal of that forgiveness, you're still owned by the dark. I can even say, I can forgive the dark because I just don't care anymore. I've, I've seen it all. It's done, right? The trick is to keep you shut down. That's why it's imperative that you see everything, that you face everything, no matter how horrific in these ceremonies. Because once you've seen them, you've won. The dark wants to keep you terrified, in a coma. That's the idea. You couldn't see them because you were so terrified. And in the terror, you had to shut down your heart. And in that terror, you were made powerless. That's what they take. That's what they damage, is your innocence, is your heart. And to reclaim that innocence and to reclaim your heart is to have the courage to go and relive it all. I mean, literally sit in a ceremony and relive that experience in that time frame, in that moment. It can't do, it won't kill you. It might be awful. It won't kill you, but it will heal you because it can no longer live inside of you. Once you've seen it all, your brain literally rewires. Those blockages are now gone. They carried so much energy. They were really blocking you from your heart. I was in a ceremony with just like these doors, just one, two, three, four, they just opened up, right? They were like these doors in front of my heart, these big sort of bank doors, vault, you know, vault doors. And I could weep for my mother, who I sort of shut down because I was so angry at what she'd done, right? And yes, she knew. But again, 
That was not the problem. The problem was a real evil, right? So that's when you get lost. That's when you're left wandering. That's when you're at the mercy of everything. When your heart shut down. And this regaining of it isn't some falsehood. It's not like some, oh, I forgive now. No, no. You'll know. First, you have to do the journey. And the journey is, you know, chock-a-block with a lot of shit and terror and fear and anger and rage. And you're going to have to do the whole thing. There's no cutting corners in this journey. The medicine is going to test you and test you and test you. You don't just arrive because you're having a nice day. It will come slowly. It will show up slowly after you've undergone the whole journey. Forgiveness wasn't a given for me. And everything makes sense at whatever point you've arrived at, right? If you're in anger, that's what makes sense. That's what's real. If you're in, you know, I fucking hate them, that's what makes sense. And that's what's real. That's what you need to live is the truth of what you're feeling. Because at that moment, you're expelling what needs to be expelled. And then that will disappear. And then something else will show up. Right? That's how this works. It's not like, oh, I have to be like this. Oh, I have to forgive. No, it's like, it's a natural procedure of how you die through this thing or how you dissolve. And as the dissolution happens, you're meeting roadblocks. And at this roadblock, fuck, there's a, you know, a dynamite of anger. Well, you're going to feel all of that. And then that's going to die down. And then you're going to come to another thing. And there's something else that's going to happen there. Right? So it's, you're just following the trajectory as you're being dissolved by the medicine. And that's why there's no time to end or to be... It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. The medicine is taking you on this journey to become whole because you are... For me, I could have said I was just smothered with thorns. I just had... I was just one big pincushion of thorns. Right? And I had to... Every time one was taken out, it expelled all this emotion, right? I mean, I was in a ceremony where, at home, where there were millions of snakes, black snakes were coming out of me and the medicine just blew up like this Herculean soldier with this sword of light. It was a battle between the light and the dark. I was trapped in the dark. So this journey, however long it takes, a day or 20 million years, is the progression of the dissolution of all of the shit that you're carrying. And as you meet these resistances to your power, to your heart, to whatever it is that you are, every time you blow up one of those resistances, there is a pouring out of something, of rage, of anger. And then there's like this information given to you, right? It takes its own, it's its own process. With me, I didn't realize I was stuck at this. My parents, I was raging. And then the next thing I knew, it was like, boom, no. The last ceremony I was in in Peru was like, they came to get you before you were born. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? 
there's even more to this yeah it was a much bigger picture right and so yeah in the end I could finally as I saw what had happened I'd bonded I'd given away I betrayed my own Indian family that's what they wanted me to do that's why I came back as a little girl that's why they came back to castrate me to really shut me down and make me bond with this evil which I did I didn't know, which I had to see in ceremony. You will get to the end of your, of your trajectory and you will be made whole. But how that works, you will not know. You'll just feel. So you can't smother this thing and go, oh, I need to feel this. No, you feel whatever it is is authentically happening to you in that moment. That's how this medicine works. It's cleaning you out. And to clean you out and to make you whole, it will take you on the journey of dissolution. And that requires you facing these resistances to yourself, which are loaded with God knows what when you meet them. I remember one of the most powerful ones was when I finally, and that was somewhere um, on a weekend thing where I actually saw my father sell me that was I puked and puked that was insane resistance to actually accepting that he was that right but again that wasn't the end that was like two years ago so the journey is a journey of returning making yourself whole returning back to your heart which is really what your power source is. And what happens along the way and how it happens is obviously absolutely different for every single human being. But the end, this is all about love. This is all about healing your heart. This is all about cleaning out all the blockages that block you from your heart. And in the end, the recognition is that that is the everything. With that, you are absolutely home, absolutely connected to source. And no, there's no broke with a funny outfit in a fucking church. It's just you and the everything. And what gets you there and what heals you in the medicine is this love of a very fierce mother spirit. You still have to do the journey. You still have to walk, you know, through those experiences. You're sitting in the ceremonies and you're feeling just as sick as you've ever been. And in the end, it is a love for yourself, that desire to heal your little child, plus the love of the medicine that gets you back home. And it's that love for yourself that helps you, com- makes you commit to sitting and commit to the medicine. Because once she shows you her infinite, unconditional love, that gives you the strength to keep going and to keep connecting to the plants. Who knew? It was all about love all the time. Bye.